Sweet Talk episode 42. It's lit. Don't go nowhere. For show. This podcast is brought to you in part by investatheteam.com. We have created the official merch of Generational Wealth. You have to shift your mindset from employee to you can't fire me the boss. Always remember, no sacrifice, no reward. Hood Estates, exclusive collection available at investatheteam.com. Now back to the world's greatest podcast. We on the what it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Megana himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. <laughs> Who is 42? I figure I feel like that's a number that somebody's been number 42. I think a lot of people have 42, man. I mean, yeah. Jackie Robinson. Episode Jackie Robinson. You can't forget about Jackie Robinson, man. Oh, there you go. There you go. There, there we go. go. I was thinking like Jerry Stackhouse, but there's no comparison. Right. No comparison. Right. So, like always, you got Raphael and Charles. And this episode, we have a special guest, Credit Queen Irene. That's me. What up? <laughs> Irene Day of Hannah. Financial. financial, yes. Yep, yep. Talking that credit talk. Licensed and bonded. Yes. It's very important. Very, very important. <laughs> very important. Yeah, so before we start, Irene, um, tell us, what does that mean? Like, tell us a little bit about you and your business, and what does it mean to be licensed and bonded in credit repair? Um. So contrary to popular belief, uh, the, the credit repair industry is, is go, like it's legal, like credit repair is legal. Um, you have to have a license to perform credit repair services and in most states you have to have a bond. So I'm in Ohio. So in order for me to have my license to do credit repair, I have to have a $50,000 uh, business bond. And it basically you- just protects um, like my company and my consumers from being sued for like bull crap are you in downtown uh, ohio or downtown cleveland or i am okay that's what i figured like i see the the loft it has to be like a city oh type. yeah so i'm uh, actually in, i'm in asia town which is like half a mile from downtown like if i walk like two blocks over that's considered downtown cleveland mm. if i were to ever visit uh cleveland it would be downtown area so yeah it's it's cool i like i like cleveland it's it's home. Um, it's no place like home. And yeah, I like where I live at. It's a lot of interesting characters that live in my building, but my apartment's pretty dope. How much does it cost to get a throne? <laughs> so, so this, uh, my throne was $700. Well, so like I use it for like a lot of my photo shoots. So like when I would do uh, shoot like promos and stuff, I would usually shoot in the throne and I would have to rent a throne and it's like $300 to rent one. And I'm like, Mm. Why not just buy one? I like it. I think it's dope. When I saw it, I was like, that's dope. Listen, so. what's, what's a queen without her throne? Yeah, so <laughs> for those listening, uh, Irene has the a crown and a crown. <laughs> I don't like wearing a crown, it'll make my hair hurt. And I got a little head, so. Yeah, so tell us about Hannah Financial and the services you provide. 
So uh, what do we do? We offer personal credit, restoration, tax prep, and business credit building. That's what we do. We service all 50 states. Um, I officially launched in 2017, mm-hmm. and 2018 was my first full year in business, and it was the first year I was able to say that I have a six-figure financial service uh, company. So, yeah, just been kind of killing it ever since. Got There's- six employees, and we just get it done. One of the one of the well, two of the things that I like about like you and your business is you have like different products to complement each other, mm-hmm. which I think is super dope. And I think that's how business should be done. It's like you have credit repair, but that's not it. You have all these other products that can kind of complement each other, tax services and things like that. <laughs> Cause it's like, when it comes to finances, it's like, it's really kind of all in the same like, like thing. And usually if somebody trusts you enough to like repair your credit, it's like, Irene, we want you to do our taxes too. So that's really how I got into it because I had a bunch of credit repair clients that were like, Irene, like, you don't do nothing else? Like, and just complaining about their experiences with tax people. So I'm like, "Mm, let me, let me go ahead and toss that in as a service. So here we go. The other thing that I like and something I'm looking to incorporate is you aren't afraid to invest in professional, like, assistance, I guess you'd call it. So you're going to hire the graphics person. You're going to hire the media person. You're going to hire the website person. You're not looking over there trying to Google how to build a website. No, so let me tell y'all, um, people, especially like, especially when we come to business, everybody, they don't really understand that like, you cannot do everything. You can't design your graphics. You can't do your website. Like, you can't build out your backend automations. And I had ran into the space where I was literally taking all of these classes, like paying for all of like last year alone, I probably spent like $30,000 on like, master classes trying to learn different shit and i'm just in a space right now where it's like this is not my expertise like i'm not a graphic designer i'm i'm not a web a web web designer like you really spend so much money and time just trying to do it yourself when you really could have invested that in a professional got it done in a timely manner and spent way less money yeah you can Um, see the difference too yeah, and a lot of times, like, as a business owner, we don't understand that you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. Like, you either go and spend it trying to learn how to do it on your own, or you're going to spend it just hiring professional help and just getting it done. So that's where I'm at right now. Like, if it's not my specific niche, I want no parts. Like, I'll hire somebody with a quick desk. Unfortunately, Canva is dope, but people can spot Canva now. So Canva oh, yeah. is... Yeah, like people can see like, oh, I, 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 I was scrolling. I saw that one. So I already know what's going on. Yeah, no, I, um, <laughs> I use Canva for some stuff. And even like if you go to Hannah Financial University, which is like where I house my digital products, like my DIY products, because there's always going to be people who want to hire professionals to repair their credit. And then there's always going to be those people, oh, you can repair it on your own. Cool. So here's this 100 plus page guide for you to figure it on your own. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that's and what I think is done. They be in a space where they don't want to show people what they do, but it's like, I can give you the sauce. Your sauce ain't going to taste like my sauce, but I, I can tell you what I put in it. Right. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> options just trading workshop, the book coming soon. Yeah. I've, it's weird because I've actually had people like purchase the DIY guide and email me like, Irene, I had no idea that it was all this involved. Like, how do I sign up for service? So it's like, it's a big guy. 
Yeah, like you can't be afraid to share what you know. And then with social media, it's like you almost got to show your stripes. And especially like in my space, because there are so many people like doing janky shit and just fucking people over and just being just frauds with their little shiny suits on and shit. I don't have no problem showing like I'm in here in my T-shirt and some sweatpants, but ain't none of y'all credit experts going to out-expert me. Like, so... so before Raphael gets into the tweets, there's another thing that I that I wanted to talk to you about, and it's how you left your job and your job was paying you whatever they're paying you. Thirty nine thousand dollars a year. I was there for thirteen years. And the next year in business, you blew up. Mm-hmm. Why do you, Why do you think that is? Um, I finally decided to take a chance on myself. So I've always been the person that like helped everybody else, but I never really like took what I had going on seriously. Mm -hmm. Like when I graduated college in 2016, that was when I finally decided like, all right, I need to really make some shit shake. And what forced me out in 2017, the whole reason I had even went to school was to uh, get a job in human resources with the company that I was with. I was literally there for exactly 13 years. I got hired July 7th, 2004 quit July 7th, 2017. So the opportunity had came up and I had like all of the recommendations you could possibly have. Like I had a recommendation from my store manager, his boss and the regional manager. And I never got a call from the internal recruiter. So randomly one day my district manager called me and he's like, Irene, like what's going on? Because they'd be crazy like not to hire you. Like you literally know our policies inside and out. So they did an investigation or whatever, and the internal recruiter ended up hiring like one of his friends who needed a job. So they fired him, but like firing him didn't give me a job. <clears throat> and that's when I was just like, I had been doing credit repair, like helping with my friends and family. And that's when I was like, this ain't it. Like I, I have to take a chance on myself. I feel like a big part of the reason why you working for somebody else and making thirty nine thousand dollars isn't because you're worth $39,000. No, it's because you get comfortable. Like, people don't understand, you get comfortable with whatever you're doing. Like, whether it's you comfortable not doing shit, like, you comfortable doing the bare minimum, you comfortable killing it in business. Like, when you in a place for so long, you get comfortable. And that's where I was at. Like, I I was comfortable. And I had all the pool in the world, like, because I had been there for so long. But eventually, you have to get tired of being comfortable. Like, I don't know nobody that really killing in business that was like, oh, I'm going to just stay in this comfort zone. Like, everybody I know that's, like, really killing it had that that wake-up call and was like, yo, you got to get your shit together and get out of your comfort zone. So it's like, until you get out of your comfort zone, you're going to keep making the $39,000 a year that you're making at your job that you've been at for 13 years. Or you're going to stay in that relationship with that dude, you know, then had three kids on you. Like, <laughs> that's what we do. Like, we, we stay in situations that we shouldn't just out of comfort alone. So I'd rather be in a, in a good, in a, in a situation that I'm comfortable in where I'm killing it than to be in a situation that I'm comfortable in and I'm literally living paycheck to paycheck. Um, do you think that it takes as much effort and time to make more money in your own business as it was to make less money working for somebody else or is it about the same? I don't think it takes more effort. I think it takes way more self-discipline and self-awareness. Um, I'm lazy. Like I'm, I'm mad lazy. I probably could have made like a million dollars already. Like 
I'm really, 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 really close, but like I could be well over my hump if I wasn't, um, if I wasn't lazy. I'm lazy. I don't like working. Um, a lot of this, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> a lot of stuff on the back end of my business that like I've automated. I found out how to automate because I'm lazy. Like I don't want to do this. Um, so I'm lazy and I did not develop the self-discipline that I needed to run a business probably until like last year. So, yeah, but I'm very self-aware. Like a lot of people be in denial about what they got going on, like their strengths and weaknesses as a person. Like I know I'm, I know I'm lazy. I know I don't like being bothered with people when I don't feel like being bothered. Um, which is why I'm very specific with how, <laughs> with how I interact with people. Um, and people, oh, she thinks she's too good. No, it, ain't, it has nothing to do with that. Like, I just prefer to interact with people a way that is productive or conducive for me. And it's like, if this does not serve me, I don't feel like I have to do it. Like, you DMing me, I want to sign up for services when my link is in my bio. That's not something I want to deal with. <laughs> like, you DM me on Instagram. I, literally, every day I wake up and I delete my message requests. Because, like, it's... Is something credit repair related? It's on my profile. All you gotta do is click the link. That's it. It even yeah. say it in my bio. Like, let's work. Links below. That's it. I like it. Yeah. And a lot of times, like the people that that are in the DMs, like asking questions, they're not gonna be your clients, no ways. They just wanna ask questions. Yep. You don't have yep. the luxury to just waste my time because I could be like sitting on the couch, not doing shit. Cause I enjoy not working. Like, <laughs> so. I like it. Raphael, what do you have for man? Yeah. Well, let me ask you something for both of you. Have you seen, have either one of you seen that video, um, of all the people outside of that tax, that tax prep, per, um, the tax, um, prep place, like they're looking oh, for their okay. stimulus check. Yeah. Look, I don't know where it is, but they're looking for the, the, you didn't yeah, see it. Augusta. I saw it. They're all looking for their stimulus check. So this is what happened. Let me tell you what happened. So <laughs> as a professional tax preparer, like if you go to H&R Block or Jackson Hewitt, um, they advertise like these cash advances, right? Like get, get the same day cash advance up $24. So like as a tax preparer, I, I offer you the same shit, use the same banks. The reason that thing, that situation in Georgia was a thing is because the way that the professional tax prep business works, we've got... Um, they're called servicing banks. So we've got banks. Like if you do, if you file your taxes with me, you get a refund for $9,000. You want to get a cash advance. That cash advance comes from my servicing bank. That don't come out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. So when your tax refund gets dispersed, it goes to the servicing bank. They get paid their, whatever they advance you, whatever fees they charge, my prep fee. So I don't have to charge you up front for my prep fee. And then they disperse you the rest, right? So that's how that works. So the reason that it, there was issues with that particular place is because they don't have a service in bank. So what they were doing is filing people's taxes using like Tax Act USA or TurboTax and depositing their clients' tax refunds into their personal bank account. So when those stimulus checks got dispersed, you got all these people with $1,200 deposits in your bank account and what are you doing not giving them their money yeah so that's why that was uh that's what it was because it was like the irs and like the attorney general was out there too 
they don't just pop up on you like that. There ain't even nobody at the IRS right now for you to call and talk to, like on the taxpayer side or the tax practitioner side. There's literally nobody for you to even call. So the fact that like the IRS was down there, they knew some shit went right. Did you get your stimulus, Raphael? I did today, actually. Nice. What are, you, what are you going to invest that in, Raphael? Still deciding. I got a call with uh, Irene on Friday. Got some Friday. Questions. So I got <laughs> questions. I might get I a didn't call. get a stimulus. I was looking. I was like, where's my stimulus, man? I didn't Maybe. see it. They you still, make too much money, money buddy. They still sending out, they still send out checks and deposits, but it's the IRS. Like, they have, when I tell you there's no method to the madness with, with the IRS, it's just madness. Um, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So let me ask you. So you said, um, so if it, uh, if they came through Hannah Financial, for instance, and mm-hmm. they decided to get uh, an advance mm-hmm. instead of getting a direct deposit straight to their bank account from the IRS, what would happen in that instance? Would would they get the direct deposit, or would it come to you first? No. So my clients have already begun the stimulus checks. So since I use the service and bank. They actually just rerouted the direct deposits to my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Wait, like, I had, a couple, I had a couple of people like that filed with me that did direct deposits. So, their checks and stuff got sent to them from my service and bank. Um, but then there's some people who I had to print live checks for. So, like, this morning I was up at six this morning. If you got a live check printed from my office, I just sent you your AGI and your refund amount so you can go to the IRS website and update your direct deposit information with them so they didn't mail you a live check. It was like, right, like, All right, all right. I had a couple questions. Okay. Yeah. It get was like 22 people, but I knew everybody was going to be blowing me up, so I'm like, let me just get up and get it together. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. All right, so... So you had an IG post saying bad credit is not a broke or a black problem. My it's first not. my first 10 Filipino local clients were all white guys making six, seven figures a year that couldn't really do the big deals they want because they didn't have the credit. It's the absolute truth. So um, like being black, growing up in the hood, we always hear people like, oh, cash is king. Like I'm going to the dealership and I'm cashing out. Blah, blah, blah. Being in the industry that I'm in, I know why they cash out now. Because you can't go to the dealership and get financed. Like, you go to the dealership, they don't care how much money you got. If you cannot prove on paper that I pay back what I owe, they're not letting you off the lot with a car and you ain't paying cash for it. That's why they cash out. So um, up until probably like last summer, less than 5% of my clientele was actually local. So I had went to, it was his credit seminar in Atlanta. And I met this dude named, uh, his name's Leo Rosner. He's a wealth advisor. Didn't even know that was a job. (laughs) I was like, so what do you do? And he's like, I basically tell rich people how to spend their money. And I was like, okay. So he referred me like my first, I want to say like my first 15 clients that were Cleveland based. And they were all old white dudes that wanted to invest in real estate, like do this, do that had six and seven figures in the bank and couldn't do nothing because they had shit credit. So I hear you, mm-hmm. but I would argue 
that having decent income and having money coming in does help you maintain your credit. The thing about it is you have to know how the credit system works. Mm. So, and that's not something that's just, that, that we just don't know about. Like financial literacy is something that's lacking amongst everybody. I really want to say it's more of a class issue and not a race issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of black people just happen to fall in that particular class. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Makes right. a lot of sense. Yes. Um, but cause I know a lot of people are like, well, they've done studies and they've shown and it's like, that's cool. But I've serviced over 3000 people in the past three years. Like, what, what your studies show or what you read in a book that you picked up in line at the grocery store and like what I see from actually doing the work, like this is what I see. Yeah. And I think a lot of it started home. Like when my credit was in the pits, I had good credit on accident. I had good credit on accident because my grandpa told me like, you need to pay all your bills on time. So that's, that's what I did all the time. Like I always pay my bills on time. And then when my credit ended up in the pits, I thought like, oh, well, if I just pay all this off, I'll have good credit. And that's why I ended up spending $30,000 paying off charge-offs, collection accounts, <laughs> and judgments. And my credit score went up 12 points. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I think a lot of it started home. Like, it's hard to, to know what, you, what you're not taught. So it's like, if my parents don't know nothing about credit or my parents always had bad credit, like... What can they teach me about maintaining my credit? Yeah. It's, it's so much that goes into it. I was watching this movie on Netflix. We watched a lot of, we watched a lot of black Netflix movies in my house. And it was this movie about this like wealthy dude, wealthy black dude. And like this, like kind of wealthy, like chick as well. And he wanted to convince the people that lived in the building to buy the home, to buy the apartments they were living in. And so this brother is going over here telling um, the people that he works with, like, hey, we just got to help these people become homeowners. And she was saying, we don't need to help them become homeowners. We need to give them financial literacy and credit counseling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hear you, but if you make $80,000 a year, it's easy to tell somebody who makes $20,000 a year that all they need is some counseling. It but is. If, if you were to trade, trade places as if they did in the Eddie Murphy movie, you realize that like a lot of it's just lacks of resources. So I tell people mm-hmm. like, you got to have the knowledge of how credit works because it doesn't make sense to have money and not have the knowledge of how credit works. But if you have the knowledge and no money, then you're kind of stuck as well. You got to pair the two together. You do. You got to get the knowledge and you got to get the wisdom. And that's just my stance on that. No, I get it. I think um, not having the funds to manage your credit the way you need to is definitely an issue. But just poor management and like low financial literacy, um, overall and really trying to keep up with the Joneses, like spending, spending what you know you don't need to be spending, living beyond your means. Like I know a lot of people making good money with terrible credit just because they can't prioritize what they need to be prioritizing because they need to be out every weekend or they need to be eating out four times a week or they need to be doing this, they need to be doing that. And it's like, you have the money to take care of what you need to take care of. It's just not a priority to you. Yep. So on the other hand, Irene, you had a tweet saying credit is a tool to get you access to more cash and to help keep the cash you have. Mm-hmm. For large loan amounts, you still have to be able to prove that you have access to the cash to pay for the credit. Stop mm-hmm. making this harder than what it is. That's it. You can go, like when I got my, my Mercedes last year, um, 
my credit score was close to 800s. They didn't ask me for no pay stubs or nothing for a $70,000 car. But if I was to go and get a mortgage, like $250,000 mortgage, $250, mortgage, they want to make, oh, you got the credit, that's cool, but we need to make sure that you have the income to be able to pay back this money as well. So it's like, all right, you got the credit, that's, that's one step. If you ain't got the money to pay me back, we, you're not making it up to that second floor. Right. So it's like having good credit and like trying to get funding and doing all this, like it's only going to get you so far. Like you got to have, you got to be able to have both. So Charles, you said, I got two tweets of yours that I think go together. You said, I don't think sports and rap are the only way we can win. I think people just see rappers and athletes getting money and everyone ran over there. Then they had another tweet saying, we got to do better, y'all. Can't build a community like this. Can't build wealth like this. So those tweets are actually not related. But one thing that I will <laughs> tell you is that I'm just finding like, and this is why I'm learning. And I put out another tweet and it was saying like, I'm learning that I can't share everything that's working for me. So like two years ago, I was like, man, we doing this. We're over here. It only costs this much to make it happen. This is all you got to do. And what I found is it just killed it for me. Now there's no more opportunity for me in those different spaces. Everybody has an investment group. Everybody's investing in these cities. Everybody's doing these different things and now I can't find a deal. And so now, since I am the sauce and Detroit is not the sauce and all these other areas and things we put together are not the sauce, once I have things rolling for me, I just keep it to myself. And so it's like, I, just, I can't share with people what I'm doing because it just, it brings, a lot of times what people do is they can't create their own ideas so they copy yours. Mm-hmm. And so what I was thinking is that, you know what, I, from that deduction, have realized that maybe it's not even that we can only have access to sports and entertainment. Somebody just saw somebody over there playing sports, making a bunch of money and said, damn, I got to play sports too. Instead of saying, hey, maybe I can own the team. Maybe I could be the person selling popcorn. Maybe I could be the person that actually owns the arena. Maybe I could be the person that owns a parking lot. Maybe I could be the person that provides lighting to that community. Maybe I could be the person that provides the speakers for the stadium. And we as a community, we have this issue where we just copy everybody else instead of creating. And what happens is once you have that competition, you kill it. If you've ever ever read the book Zero to One, the goal is to have a monopoly. The goal is to be the only person so you can dictate pricing because once you have competition, the consumer wins, but the businesses lose. And so I'm telling people is we have to build a community and the community requires that you have regulations and rules. And there's a reason why you go to a chamber of commerce and it's not a bunch of tax repairs in there. There's a reason why you go to these networking groups and it's not a bunch of lawyers in there. We got to intelligently build a community. You can't build a community with a bunch of everybody doing the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's sports. It doesn't matter if it's entertainment. It doesn't matter if it's drug dealing. Like, mm-hmm. everybody can't be dealing drugs. If everybody's dealing drugs, we ain't making no money selling drugs. That's and the reason you know why. A lot of that is because we see people selling drugs or playing basketball and doing this and doing that. And we want instant gratification. We want, oh, they making that money? That's what I want to do, too. And because we don't see a lot of people that look like us that are lawyers and doctors and doing this and doing that, it's like 33-year-old Irene, like I know like these people exist, but like that's not what we see in the mainstream. That's not what we see on social media. So it's like until we really, until we really. um, I saw that too. (laughs) Yeah. Until we like normalize that, like when people find out what I do and they like, oh, I mean, you know, she she ain't really doing nothing. And then I pull up on you in this 2019 Benz, like, 
Oh, I want to do what you do. And right. it's really, really, really bad on social media because, and this is why I had, so Hannah Financial University is like my online learning platform. Like my digital products, my classes, like about credit, business credit, money, all that great stuff. One, the very first live class I was doing was how to start your own credit repair business, right? So I did the class before with my best friend uh, two years ago. And so I already knew like, all right, boom, I can do it again. The reason why I stopped doing the trainings is because people see your success and they expect that if you train them or you show them how you did what you did, oh, I'm supposed to have this instant success. And then it's like, when they're not instantly successful, now it's your fault. So I had opened up the class and I had been going back and forth with myself about it for a while. I literally refunded almost $11,000 in registrations, like the day before class was supposed to go live because I just, I didn't want to deal with it. Um, and I, I just think social media just make people not want to work or like not want to be self-sufficient. Like um, I can the- give you a skeleton for this business, but you got to be able to go and like find some skin, like put some skin in the game, do some research on your own. And people, they don't want to do it now. So one of your tweets that kind of, I guess, kind of pivots or I guess piggybacks on this is you said you taking somebody's class does not make you an expert in that area to be trying to sell education about it. Listen, I own real estate. I own rental properties. I would never go and make an ebook how to get started real estate investing. Why? Because that's not my niche. Like that's not something that I'm, I'm extremely versed in. So when I see people like, oh, you got a, you got an online community um, about stocks or whatever. And then I see you put out an ebook about how to build and repair your own credit. Like what? That's not your niche. Like this this is not what you do. Like me taking, I got your, your stock options course. I would never go and make an ebook about some damn stock options. Even if I even if I was killing it. Like, all right, I done learned a little something, something. People just they don't want to stay. I'm not gonna say stay in their lanes. They don't really understand that when it comes to education, you really need to be really versed in what you're doing. And they see they see you killing the stock options course. So they like, oh well, let me do my own course and like get this money to do this. And it's like then when these people are not satisfied with the product that you're putting out or they got questions that you can't answer, now you look like boo-boo the fool because you just you just in it to try to get some skins and you ain't really have the knowledge behind the product that you're trying to push. I just, I feel like, I think wealth is about community. Like we're over here and we're all trying to get wealth, but in actuality, we're just trying to be able to have a respectable living. Like, we're not out here trying to be dripping in diamonds and, like, being, I mean, it would be nice to be, like, driven to your job or, like, chauffeured to the office and things like that. But, like, most people, they just want to not be able to be harassed when they go places. They just want to be able to be, like, treated respectably. And a lot of times that follows wealth. And so my problem with that is that we need to build a community, which means we need to be helping each other win instead of trying to steal from each other. We need Mm -hmm. to be supporting what other people are doing. Um, instead of, instead of kind of like slandering what they're doing. And I just, I, I, I'm really passionate about that because to me, whenever it's like a shooting or whether it's a, a, a political thing, people don't really want to be like existing in 
just Gucci everything. They really just want to be able to be comfortable. They really just want to be safe. They really just want to be secure. That's all they want. And that just happens to follow wealth. And so we're chasing wealth. And yeah, we're building up and buying rental properties. And yeah, we're building businesses. But that's mostly so we can be paid with we're worth. It's like Kizia said, she's like, we're not out there trying to be Zucks. Right. We're just trying to not be underpaid. We're just trying to not be. And I want to be comfortable. I, I think probably, I still do it. I used to wake up every morning and check my bank account to see if my bank account was overdrafted. And it's like, I've had at least $30,000 in my business checking account every month for the past seven months. And I'm still waking up every day. Like, <laughs> all right. We, you good. Good to go. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, that's what's important to me. I really just, I want to have freedom. Like I want to be able to disconnect if I want to. And it's so crazy because I didn't even really realize what was important to me or what, what I really wanted until I was able to step away from my job. Mm. So like stepping away from my job and then starting my own business, like it really helped me realize like, I don't like being accessible to people if I want to. Like, I don't like getting up at 5 a.m. to go to work. Like being a a business owner, like I have the luxury of sleeping all day and pulling an all-nighter. Like, and then sleeping until 2 p.m. and not having to answer to nobody. Like, um, if I need to not work for four days because I need to be in the hospital with my mom, like I have the, the luxury of doing that. And being a small business owner, like that's really what drives me. Like being able to have the luxury to really do what I want to do and not be tied down to something that is, that ultimately does not serve me. Like you working, or I know me personally, like off making $39,000 a year, that, was, that wasn't doing nothing for me. One of the things that I like about you is like you're successful and you're knowledgeable, but you also keep it real. Like you're also yourself. And I think that that is what being a business owner is all about is being yourself and being able to live well and being able to just like, like you don't got to like cater to anybody. You say what you want to say, you do what you want to do. I've actually had people like, the other day I had a, a credit clarity call with this person. I tell people as a, as a business owner, I don't care if you're making a thousand dollars a day. I don't care if you're making a hundred dollars a day. Everybody is not your client. Like everybody that you come across is interested in your services should not be able to sign up for your services. I had this lady, she did a credit clarity call. So a credit clarity calls, um, you sign up, I go over your credit reports with you, tell you what you need to do to get to where you want to go, let you know if you need credit repair, answer any questions you have. When I tell y'all, she put me through the ringer. Like you going down the rabbit hole on some Quora forums about credit repair and me being licensed and bonded and literally eat, breathing and sleeping credit and consumer laws for the past four years, we are not one in the same. Yeah. You do not tell me what I can and cannot do in an industry that I legally operate in. Like, so I had to tell her, um, she was like, well, I guess I can get started today. And I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> like, no, you wouldn't be a good fit for us. When I, what, what you mean? I, oh, I, I, I need to talk to corporate. I am corporate. Like, <laughs> no. You want to talk to the manager? Yeah. Like I, I am she. Like, <laughs> How it, how it starts is how it ends with those people, man. They're going to continue to be like that the entire relationship. They're going to be the biggest 
headaches in the world. And like all of my calls are recorded. So I made my staff listen to the call. I'm like, this is the headache that I just avoided for y'all because like once we do the credit 30 calls, my team take it from there. And just the whole vibe of the call was like, nah, nope, mm -hmm. I don't want no parts. And I'm pretty sure like if you could leave Google reviews right now on businesses, she probably would have left me like a one-star review. But mm -mm, I don't want no parts. I feel like that's another perk of being a business owner is you don't got to work with everybody. Let's mm -hmm. say, for example, you're working for a credit repair firm and your boss decided to bring in that client. And now you can't, you can't just not work with that client. So now you're miserable. Now you're frustrated. Now you're just angry at the world because your job requires you to work with this terrible person. But yep. when you're a business owner, it's like not only are you going to dismiss her, you're probably going to get 10 more behind her. There's other people that are, that are going to work with you how you want to be worked with. Yep. And it's crazy because like in 2017, I, I was struggling. Like I thought, hey, I'm going to quit my job and I don't got no money saved up and I'm going to just be booming in business. And that was not the case. Um, that wasn't the case at all. And I was just taking everybody like, oh, you want to sign up? You want to sign up? And it was like the worst experience ever. So once I did start picking up in 2018, I stopped doing free consultations that ended 2018. Mm. Like if you serious about your journey, you're going to sign up. We're going to get you rolling. It's not my job to sell you about you needing to repair your credit. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, we don't do free consultations. Don't DM Which me. I'm not responding. But you get there by giving away the free in a lot of instances. And yep. so that's how you get that footprint. That's how you get the reviews. That's how you get mm -hmm. the knowledge up. That's how you get all that stuff that allows you to say, I don't do free anymore. Yep. Like I, and I felt like I did my time. Like I, I did the foot, mm -hmm. I did a lot of footwork. Um, like I'm, I ain't there no more, but you just, as a business owner, you really just got to have faith. Like, all right, I might not be popping the way I want to right now, but what can I do to make me better? Or like, what can I do to make my business better? What can I do to bring more value to my clients? Um, and it's like, once I start focusing on that and not really, how do I get clients? Or like, oh, I need everybody to sign up for me. Once I really start focusing on delivering and bringing value, it was like, people just start falling off the sky. Mm. So, and here we are. What you got, Raphael? So Charles, you said your product might not be for everybody, but it is for somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone limit your reach or don't let everyone limit your reach. I felt like we just talked about that. Pretty much. Yeah. But to, to give people a few sentences, I just, I want to encourage people to, because what will happen is you, let's say you launch a product and you put it out to the world and some people love it. Some people hate it. It's easy to focus on the people that hate it. It's easy to focus on people that are criticizing and they're saying it's not good enough when in actuality you're helping a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want anybody who is sitting on an idea to think they have to make everybody happy, to think they have to appeal to everybody because I don't know who was talking about this. I think it might've been Brian from his CPA, but he was talking about how like, we found out that there's about 300 million people in the United States. I think 30% of those people are African-American. That means there's about 40,000 African-American people approximately, or 40 million African-American people in the United States approximately. And you don't need all those people to get rich. If you get a tenth, a half of that tenth, 5% of those black people to support you, and it might even be the black people, it might just be the entire piece of that entire pie. You good. Mm -hmm. So it's like, stop focusing on serving everybody and just focus on serving one person. Focus and on serving- And all be people that don't like what you do. Like, it's people that hate Beyonce. Like, you ain't gotta be a Beyonce fan, but how can you 
via Beyonce hair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't focus on them. You need to focus on the people that respect and support what you do. Because focusing on anybody else, you're gonna you're gonna be driving yourself crazy. Keeping it a hundred, I feel like um I was listening to somebody speak and he was talking about like different people throughout history who have been hated. And if you think about it, like everybody's been hated before they were loved. Um, like Everybody there's a lot. Of, yeah. And, and there's a lot. Listen, I know Republicans now to be like, I should have voted for him. <laughs> like, it's. But like even MLK, like I was reading the book, David and Goliath, and he was talking about like MLK wasn't as popular as we thought he was. Like mm-hmm. people, Marcus Garvey was hated. Malcolm X was hated. All these great leaders, Jesus was hated. And so like you can't like I feel like sometimes as African-American people, we say we're not a monolith and then we act like we are a monolith. And so like sometimes when you get out in business, you feel like all black people have to love you. Mm-hmm. And that's not true either. Sometimes they could just not rock with it. But as long as you provide value for those that do love you, then you're good. Yeah, I really, you said I mean, you touched on that already. Well, you said y'all love calling someone unprofessional just because you don't have access to them the way you want to. Mm-hmm. I like that tweet. Yes. Oh, let me tell you what happened the other day. Okay, so I made a I made a post on Instagram, and I said, I said you will not find me in my DMs, and no, I am not calling you if you send me your phone number. You can schedule a call with me and sign up for my services at hannafinancial.com. Yes, and yes. somebody left a comment that said. Let me find it. Where's she at? Irene is the reason why I have two Tide Capital phone cases. At first, I only had one, but I was like, I got to step it up. Oh, yeah. You got to be branded out. She basically said something like, where's the, the professionalism in the charity? And I said, the professionalism right. is me making sure that my clients get serviced in a timely and professional manner. Like, me telling you how you can and cannot interact with me has nothing to do with my professionalism. And charity, charity is me going live four days a week, giving y'all a hella free financial game. Like charity is me giving y'all the 800 number to call the Department of Education to get your taxes back if the Department of Education offset your tax refund because your student loans is in default. Like mm. that's charity. But I, I get it all the time. Like people really be mad that they can't access you the way that they want to. Like with my hairdresser, I can't call my hairdresser and be like, hey girl, I wanna come in on Saturday at 2 p.m. She's gonna be like, Irene, you got the link to my books, like schedule your appointment. That don't make her unprofessional. She has the right to dictate how people, how she interact with people. Right. And I feel like, especially as black people, we hold each other to these crazy standards when it comes to business. Like Walmart has the worst customer service in the world. And y'all be in there three days a week, religiously, spending your little money and don't say nothing about it. But let you send an email to a black business owner at 6 p.m. on a Friday and you don't hear from them until Monday morning. And it's a problem. Like, no. Yeah. Todd Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. 
To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. First off, that's a bar, and we got to turn that into a YouTube clip. The other is, who is Hannah? Oh, so um, my great-grandmother, I was named after her. Her name was Irene Hannah Mashkianagas. Um, She was like one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And my great-grandfather, he owned a bar in Cleveland. He actually was one of the first black people in Cleveland, like one of the first black-owned establishments to have a liquor license in the city. So when I started Hannah Financial, I knew I didn't want to put like credit repair in my name. And I didn't want to put my name in my business name. So I'm like, I like Hannah Financial. It's nice, generic. And uh, yeah, she's been rocking with it ever since. I like I it. I get to send me emails and be like, hey, Hannah. And I'd be like, hey. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Because I get called Todd. My name is not Todd. Yeah. But I, uh, my, my great-grandparents, they were, they were the best of the best people. So. I don't. I feel like it's kind of cool to build a, a business that pays homage to somebody. That's kind of what Brother Graham did, where his company is called Joiner Vending. It's because his grandfather, mm-hmm. his last name was Joiner, I believe. Either his last name or his first name, and his grandfather was like the super successful business person, owned some real estate and whatnot. And so he kind of wanted to pay homage to him in building his business. So that's dope. What do you got, Raphael? All right. So Charlie, you had a tweet saying this is a real short one. Success matters. I don't know why I said that. I have no idea why I said that. Pass. Like, what was going on in the Twitter streets? Well, you said tough to believe in scarcity when everyone on your block has money. So I don't think those tweets were interrelated, but I just, I found that, I found, and since it's a tweet talk, I can say what I want to say, but every time somebody hops in the community and they start wilding out, it's always the Caucasian people that support it that bring me the news. It's always them. It's never my peeps. It's usually those peeps are like, oh, we're jumping in. We got to go. We got to go. And so, and this is going to sound crazy, but I just feel like, I feel like a lot of times we do things and we do it out of scarcity. So I feel like there's, and I, I, was, ta- I was talking about this earlier, and I feel like there's, there's crime in the inner city because there's scarcity. People think there's not enough money to go around, so I got to take your money. People think there's not enough women to go around, so I got to take your woman. People think there's not enough jobs to go around, so I got to hate on you for having a job. And so what I've just found is, like, people from a different community tend to have a different mindset, especially the people that I interact from, with from that community. They're lenders. They're people who are doing really well for themselves. And so they see something that's kind of, like, out of whack, and they're like, hey, bro, like, this isn't how it should be happening. In a civilized community, there shouldn't be somebody in your community stealing your shit. That's not how we function in a civilized community. In a civilized community, I don't take yours. I go build mine. Right. That's why when you go to these different well, communities. I to help me build, <clears throat> to help me build mine. Right. It's like, I'm not kicking in your door, taking your TV. But when you go to Detroit, you move somebody out and they're jacking your furnace. You move somebody out and now they're going into like ruin stuff. And so it's unfortunate that it is that way. But I just feel like we have to start functioning in a different mentality, but it's tough. It's tough when that's not what you come from. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, I was like, why is it that other people can exist in abundance by default? And it's because that's where they were raised in. If you grow up in a community where like this person is winning and that person's winning and that person's winning, if everybody around you is winning, you don't even know what it looks like to not be winning. Right. So it's like, that's just, that's kind of what that tweet was derived from. I was, 
I always like take a take something that happened and then I think about it and then I tweet about it. <laughs> and so that's what happened there. And I don't know. It's just, it's unfortunate. I, I, I told somebody, I was like, I have no problem with you building your own. There are other communities out there, but I have a problem with you hopping in my community trying to steal my people. And that was my issue. I approached him on the side. I talked to him. We kind of came to an agreement that it wasn't going to happen. And it is what it is. But the thing is, is the reason why a person like that does that is he doesn't have the pool even to build that many people in there. Mm-hmm. There's 900 people in that group, but they all came because of what I was doing. But if you look at his following, he has like 300 followers. He couldn't get 900 people if he wanted to. So the only way for him to even get people was to steal my people. But the thing is, I'm going to get even more because I haven't really been pushing it like that. I've been kind of low. And that would just come from people having low integrity. Like when I tell y'all, I see, I had somebody buy my DIY guide and they DM'd me. So before I delete my messaging requests, I'll go through some of them to see if it's like, maybe I should read this one. So the other night I was bored and I'm going through a message request and this girl messaged me like, hey, I bought your DIY guide and then I found it online for free. Whoa. I'm like, okay. Like somebody posted my DIY guide somewhere for free. Like, what do you, where do you, what do you want? So I went to her profile and it just so happened that she do credit repair. It's like when people, mm. and you could tell that like whatever she is doing is like, it ain't handed financial. Um, mm. And it's like when people see you saucing, like your sauce is bubbling, people buying your sauce, people really envy that. Like, oh, why, well, why are you killing it over here and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that? And it's like, they'll come in your space solely to just try to disturb your peace. Like, they, they don't want to come to learn. They don't want to come to like, see if you're willing to teach them. They just come solely to disturb your peace. Yeah. And you see it, I see it all the time, like especially on, on Twitter. She sees it more than I see it for some reason. She sees it all. Yeah, because I be lurking a lot. Like a lot of times when I be on Twitter, <laughs> I don't be tweeting, I just be lurking. Like I, it, it's crazy. I'll see something pop off and I'll be like, yo, what is that? And then if I can't figure out like where the shots is being thrown, I DM somebody like, hey, you see what's going on? What they talking about? But like, I do, I do a lot of lurking, a whole lot of lurking. And I try to really like, I'm cool with everybody. Like I'm cool with a lot of folks. Um, unless like I've seen you do some crappy stuff. Like it's a couple Twitter folks I don't fuck with. Like I don't fuck with Harvey. Name drop, I don't, I don't, fuck, I don't fuck with him. Um, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Um, Cause one, he was scamming people on credit repair. And I hate when people think they know some shit and be misinforming people. Like, I remember he tweeted some shit, like, if you get an LLC, you could just go to the dealership and go buy a car in your LLC name. No, the fuck you can't. So, I don't like stuff like that, especially when it comes to, like, the space that I'm in, because I feel like so many people get taken advantage of by people that are doing illegal financial shit, and then they come over to hand the financial, and I got to break, break it down. Like, if this made sense... This wouldn't make sense. And they'd be like, damn, that really makes sense. And it's like, I don't like cleaning up after people. And I don't like seeing people being taken advantage of. And I feel like people that do illegal credit repair or be like selling selling dreams, I feel like you're taking advantage of people and I can't rock with that. So, mm-hmm. What do you got, Raphael? I need, to get a cooler, I need a cooler chair. That reminds me of... I let me um speaking of like our sponsor, investorteam.com, I saw somebody ripped off one of his shirts. Yeah. 
I was very upset when I saw it. Because they're they're cool people, man. They, it's all, they always they always take care of the people who are like cool people. Mm-hmm. Like I never forget Provado Life. I don't know why he was doing this, but when he first started his business, like maybe I like either hit him with a retweet or something, just because I I, gen- I generally do that, and he would send me money every time I did it. And I was like, bro, like you have to send me money. Like I was just right, sharing. Retweeting you like just off GP. Yeah, but like he was sending shirts, so like he was hooked us up with shirts, and so like. It's like, bro, like, these, these cool people, you can't be taking his whole thing. Apparently, he already has a trademark, though, so he could definitely send that cease and desist ASAP. Listen, he needs to. When I saw it, I was like, and they didn't even use a cute font. Like, if you go and jack yeah. somebody's shit, you're supposed to jack it and make it better. Like, you don't jack it and make it worse. Yeah. Yeah, it was not. It was, yeah, they even looked good. Like, yeah, it, it didn't look good at all. A, he made that on Canva and got it printed on a shirt. That's what he did. It's a tweet talk recommendation to make sure you trademark your stuff and protect your stuff because sometimes it'd be your own, man. Yeah, so t- Charles had a tweet. Don't get caught having your pants down because you weren't willing to spend money defending your empire. Man, so there's a reason why America spends so much money on defense. And when you start having or when you have success in business, there's this, this tendency to just keep all the money for yourself instead of investing in building up protection for your business. Mm-hmm. So getting that trademark, getting all those things patented, getting all that things protected so that like you can defend your empire. And sometimes you've got to pay people to defend your empire, but it's worth it mm-hmm. because then once your empire is really protected, you can grow it even bigger. And so I just, from experience has realized like you got to invest the money in protecting your stuff. And so now we're going to have people who are literally paid to protect the empire, not just people who are doing it gratuitously. Because mm-hmm. I found that it's a lot more, it's a lot better to have people that you have paid doing stuff for you than people that are just doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Mm-hmm. Because I need you to be on task, right? I need you on task at all times. I need to be able to know that if I tell you to do something, it's either going to get done or it's going to be problems. Not, I didn't get it done. And if you're not paying somebody, they have the, the latitude to just say, I just didn't get it done. Sorry, yeah. I can't do that favor. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I got, uh, I had, so I've got like business insurance. You should have business insurance. And I got my bond. I got um, errors and omissions insurance last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to protect it. You got to. Because if you don't protect it, you can lose it all. And I, I feel like a part of that had to do with like Black Wall Street. And so I was talking about like, it's not enough just to become successful. You also got to be, you got to stay successful. Mm-hmm. And that's true financially. That's true in any sense. It's not a, enough just to make a bunch of money. If you spend it all and now you're broke again, it's not enough just to build a great company. If somebody can just come and copy it and take your whole company and put you out of business. Like you have to have said, you know what? It's cool. I'm making all this money but let me peel off 10%, 15% and invest in insurance, invest in all these different things to make sure I'm protecting it. And so I feel like that's just kind of where we are and where we are at in the beginning. It's just like, I just want to win. I just got to be successful. Now it's like, all right, cool for sure. Now what? Now you got to make sure you got that attorney. Now you got to make sure that you got that CPA. Now you got to make sure that you have that all these different people that are in line that are supporting you. I was talking about, I forgot who I was talking to, but I was maybe my mom, I was telling her like, it's not my job to talk to tenants or contractors. It's my job to talk to the attorney, the CPA, and whoever else else advisor I have, maybe a COO. That's it. Those people that I talk to, everybody else talks down. I only talk at this level. And that's kind of the goal. I tell people that business and investing are team sports. The team is your attorney, your CPA, yourself, your manager. That's your team. 
Let everybody else, investor management, handle the investors. Let everybody else handle the tenants, property management. Let somebody else handle your contractors, pro uh, project management. And then you just talk to the manager of your managers. That's how you build an enterprise. I agree. So, Ari, you said the entire purpose of the credit scoring system is to score how you manage credit. You know what that means? You have to have lines of credit important to support a score, whether it's a good score or not. I, yeah, I stand by it. Um, a lot of people like want good credit. And that's why I tell people like credit repair is a team sport. So if you come into credit repair, all right, you, you need some items cleaned up. You ain't got no positive credit. It's no, it defeats the purpose of you paying for a service if you aren't willing to do what you need to do to get the maximum of value out of the service. So like on our end, all we doing is cleaning up inaccurately reporting and unverifiable items. That's it. The score increases is going to come from you building positive credit, paying your credit utilization down, paying your bills on time. And it's a lot of people who come into credit repair because they didn't hurt the harvest of the universe, tell them some crazy crap that they didn't need to do or that they didn't need to do. And you done got 17 account deletions and your scoring went up and now you want to be mad at us. Like, no, you have to be able to show on paper that I'm responsible. Like I pay my bills. And if they've given us the formula, we know what the formula is, payment history, utilization, credit age, credit mix, like you have to use the formula. So that's, that's really what that was about. You said, I told somebody I wasn't taking them as a client today and they keep calling me back to cuss me out. That was a girl. <laughs> and it's crazy because like, so my employees, they not in the office now, they, everybody's working from home because of uh, COVID-19. And I, we could have stayed open because financial, um, like financial services is like essential, but it's not that many of us. And I knew if one person in the office got sick, everybody else was going to get sick. So I'm like, mm, y'all have to take them computers home. But our phones, <coughs> our phones are landlines. So you can't reach us by phone right now. Like I can call out from my cell phone, but like my team can't answer the phone. When I had the credit clarity call with that lady, and I told her, I'm like, you, you're just not a good fit for the company. She literally called back like eight times and she kept leaving me voicemails like, I need to talk to the manager. And I'm like, I don't even know how the hell she even got through. Because when you call, it says that, hey, we ain't answering the phone right now. Email us. Message us through your secure client portal. If you're not a client, go to the website and sign up. I don't even know how the hell she found my extension because like my my extension is not extension one or two. Like I have to give you my extension for you to be able to get to my line. Don't know how she did it, but she did because I had a hell of voicemails from her. That's but funny. Still not taking you as a client. Still banned your email address in my scheduler and my CRM. Like, no. I want no parts. What is your beef with Libras? Oh, uh, me and my boyfriend broke up two weeks ago and he's a Libra. Oh, because I, you said the, the, the light skin N word that ghosted Issa at the end of season three and popped back up. I bet he's a Libra. You have to be a Libra because <laughs> I, I don't know no other man. And it's so crazy. Like, I have never been dumped a day in my life. I got dumped two weeks ago. I haven't been divorced, like, but I have never been dumped before. So I was really going through it. I'm over it now, though. Like, I'm good. All right. Yeah, cried about it for a week, you know. We're here for you at Tweet Talks. Yeah. We're very sympathetic. Focus back to the money. So. <laughs> All right, cool. So tell us real quick, um, 
the different products you had on the on your online store? Oh, so what I got right now, um, my DIY credit repair guide. I was doing a webinar about COVID-19, but I ended up refunding everybody and just going live about it and covering like all of the financial stuff with that. Um, I got a business credit blueprint ebook launching next week. I'm actually waiting for my graphic designer to give me um, my cover and my promo images and stuff. So when he gets that over, I'll be posting it. Um, but I got like a bunch of stuff that I'm putting in hand of financial you coming up. So can you talk to, can you kind of brief us on business credit? Um, so let's see myths about business credit. Well, first of all, you said, I think this is the most important thing to start off with. Business credit is not an alternative to avoiding your personal credit issue. It absolutely is not. So a lot of this like hype around business credit now is because people think, oh, if I build my business credit, I don't have to worry about my personal credit. And that's absolutely false. One, it's like a lot, it's like a lot of money to build business credit. Like, especially to build it to the point where you can get funding and lines of credit completely like without a personal guarantee, without them running your, your personal credit. Um, but still, like even depending on the amount of money that you're trying to get financed. So business credit is awesome. You will get way more funding with business credit than you ever will with personal credit. Like even with my credit scores being an 800, I get way more funding with my business credit than I would ever be able to get with my personal credit. But they still want personal guarantees. Um, and a lot of people think, oh, well, if I just build up my business credit reports, I won't have to personally guarantee anything. And that's absolutely false. So that's really like the biggest um, thing that people need to know coming into business credit is that you still have to make sure that your personal credit is squared away and you have to actually spend money with these companies that are going to report your payment history to your business credit reports to build history. So a lot of times when people come into business credit, they don't want to spend that money. And that's why I stopped doing business credit coaching. Like you can either buy my credit suite or you cannot. So <laughs> that's why I'm doing the, um, the business credit ebook because now you can either buy my credit suite or buy the ebook. So the credit suite, like it's a one one time payment and you just kind of like carry them through. Yeah. So this is what a uh, credit suite is. It's basically, it's a um, software that, walks you through A to Z, making sure your business is established the correct way, um, making sure you listen in 411, like getting your number, your business number and listen in 411, that's a $400 service by itself. They list you in 411 for free, making sure like you got the appropriate addresses, make sure you got the right um, and that NASCO codes, make sure you got them. And then it's like four tiers of business credit. So they walk you through which vendors to get, like how to apply with them, do them. And as you move through each tier, it tells you the likelihood of you being approved for like different lines of business credit. Mm -hmm. um, so that's dope. But I think the most valuable thing about uh, Credit Suite is that you have access to their advisors whenever. So like as a Credit Suite um, customer, you can call Credit Suite and ask them a million and one business credit questions if you want to. And then... Once you build up your business credit profiles, they've got like a network of like 15,000 different alternative lenders that will get you funding solely based on your business credit profiles. So that's really what you're paying for. You're really paying for the plug. Like you're really paying for the plug to get alternative lending um, straight with business credit and making sure that it's set up the right way. So yeah. Like if I didn't have Credit Suite, 
Um, when I when I got it originally, I had just got it as like I just paid the three thousand dollars and just bought the suite, and it literally walked me through everything I needed to do. But had I not had Credit Suite, I really wouldn't have understood how the tiers in business credit work and like the risk factors and all of that. Um, I wouldn't know about none of that, and I just would have been wasting money trying to build business credit <coughs> um, and not really getting nowhere with it. So I think it was definitely worth the, the investment and. I was able to get like close to $200,000 in funding for just my business alone with no personal guarantee. So wow. it, it was definitely worth it, $3,000. Um, to I just, need to. yeah, to have access, access to where to get the money from and to have guidance of what I needed to do to get the money. So, yep. You mean rental cars you could buy with 200 grand, Raphael? And you know it's crazy? That's because it hurts. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my uh, biggest overhead cost is payroll. I don't even really have nothing to spend that money on for real. Like I wanted to buy an office instead of leasing an office. And it's crazy because it was something that I was considering for like the past six months. Like I wanted to have like, um, since we do taxes, I wanted to have a tax office, but then have like rooms where people can rent to do like financial seminars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then COVID-19 happened and I was like, nope. So I mean, once it's gone, I mean that that might still be a good idea. Yeah, I'm giving it like sixty days. <clears throat> Trying to buy a uh, Grand Cardone's jet. Right, right. And to those listening, you just dropped the price on the credit suite. Um, I did. So um, since I white label it, I white label credit suite. Um, they actually sent us like discounted enrollments. So I just wrote that enrollment over to my purchase price. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yep. So if you're listening, we're not going to say the price on here because you never know when you listen to this. Oh, it's $1,500. i am just letting you know now. Like, chickens, don't DM me. I was going to say, by the time somebody listens to this, it might be six months from now. And then the price yeah, it's, might... it's going to be back up to three k. Yikes. But hey, three k versus 200000 Right. Especially with like the credit crunch that's going on right now, like Chase just uh, increased the credit score requirements for their conventional loans. Um, alternative lending is definitely going to be where it's at. Yeah, so that's You could just mute yourself, Raphael. Yeah, yeah, I just realized. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you have for, man? I know we're getting towards the end of this. Yeah. Well, Charles. Else from Irene, make sure you brand yourself. Yes. And you know, it's crazy. I was so worried. Like, oh man, Credit Queen Irene, like, it's so cheesy. And then when I when I dropped the promo, baby, <laughs> when I dropped it, everybody was like, oh my God, Irene, I love it. And I was like, I'm glad you do because I was so on the fence about it. <laughs> it works, man. It definitely works. I'm mad you don't have your own shirt on right now. You know what had happened was when I got off uh, live with Blacker Pockets earlier, I went to sleep. And then when I saw your email, it was like 9.30. And I was like, all right, let me just sleep for 20 more minutes. And I ended up sleeping to like 9.55. And I was like, all right, come on, let's go. We got to go. I forgot Ohio's on East Coast time. Yeah, I'm at ESC. And I was going to change my shirt. But then the shirt, the shirts uh, that I found, they was wrinkled. And I was like, y'all ain't about to catch me out here slipping. 
in these streets, no wrinkle shirt on. <laughs> well, you got the, um, don't you have a, a, a sweatshirt? Mm -hmm. Okay. Someone's There's everything, man. Right? Yeah, they may or may not be in the washer and I need to put them in the dryer. Then I saw also the other day you had the bathroom where you put the, the pin on. Oh yeah, my lapels, <laughs> I don't play. Listen, you, you gotta you gotta push your brand. Like, you got to. If you don't push it hard, don't expect nobody else to push it hard. Yep, 100%. So. And that is worth the price of admission right there. Yep, I'm gonna definitely ride for mine. So. Yeah, credit queen, I mean. Any, um, any updates in the last couple of days, Charles, of the mobile barbershop? Hey, I had a good conversation with Janetta Pay. Um, the business attorney on Instagram. She's kind of like, Instagram is so crazy. It's like, you can kind of own a space on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so Jeanette, um, she hit me up. I contacted her like two days ago. I think I told you about her telling me that we can just repossess it. So she sent me an update today and she basically said she confirmed what Georgia law says. We can just snatch it. And it says that we can take it even if it's on private property, as long as we don't breach the peace. So as long as we're not out there like causing the records, we can just take it back. We have the keys. And so the gym she gave me, she told me to just hire a private repo company. So somebody who just does this all the time, I can literally probably provide them with the information, give them the location, they go snatch it. And if there's any problems, they're probably used to dealing with problems. Right. Whereas I am not used to dealing with problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was kind of the gym there. The goal is to take it, snatch it, um, get it back where we needed to be. Maybe even have to change the locks on these fools. But it's definitely been an experience. The great thing about it is our is the people that are working with me on that are super motivated. Like they're not all depressed and frustrated. They're like, hey, we tried it. It didn't work that way. Let's try it again a different way. And those are the kind of partners that you need. You need partners who are going to realize that business ain't perfect. And a lot of us are out here. I'm not over here like my parents own a barbershop and I'm just trying to do what they did. Nobody in my family was a barbershop. <laughs> and so I'm like a maverick. I'm out here just trying to figure it out. So we try something. It doesn't work. We try something different. And that's the update from the mobile barbershop. So we should have it back in our possession in about a week or so. Having an assistant matters. It helps you get a lot of stuff done. Mm -hmm. and speaking of the partners in the um, mobile barbershop, shout out to Andre Hatchet. Happy birthday, Andre. Happy birthday, Andre. Happy birthday, leader. And... So, Irene, where can everybody find everything related to Panda Financial? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, at Credit Queen Irene. Um, do you want to schedule a call with me? The link is in my bio. You can find me on Twitter, IreezyPeasy. That's kind of like my, like, Twitter is, like, really, like, my hideout. So, if y'all see me tweeting about credit, it's really because, like, I'm just triggered and I just need to get this off my chest real quick. But Twitter is really like my hideout. Like I just be out in these Twitter streets, like with my little margaritas, trying to kick it. Like, <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. Um, but yeah, you guys can follow me, Irizy Peasy, on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook as well at Credit Queen Irene. Uh huh. And it's all based mainly at HannahFinancial.com, correct? Yep. If you want to schedule a credit clarity call with me, if you want to sign up for my credit repair services, you can do so at HannahFinancial.com. Um. If you want to purchase my DIY credit repair guide, you can get the link from uh, Mr. Todd Capital down here. Yeah. He, it's in the he bio. Got, yeah, he got the affiliate link. I just We've been slaying them things. Yeah. Okay. Definitely just look up on the price because um, I was lowballing myself as is. So, yeah. And oh, yeah, especially, I, I went live the other day for the people that purchased the book. 
And it was like, yeah, I mean, this was a, you definitely should be charging way more. So mm-hmm. I went up a little bit, but yeah. They still got her at Trader Joe's eating well. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Episode Jackie Robinson, Raphael, friend of the show. Who do we got? The Provado Life, the only maker of the official merch of Black Wealth Real Estate Era, Black Wealth Renaissance. The only, the official. Ain't nobody uh, else out there. You can't fire me, the boss. Listen. And also, yeah. hustle for your last name t shirts. You also got a shirt coming for the options, too, so. Shameless plug to Blacker Pockets. Uh, Shout out to Cap. Shout out Raphael and his affiliate company. We got to figure out a name for your affiliate company. You got to take it official and brand it. Listen. You got to, (laughs) man. Why not? Why not? Right, 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 right. All right. All the links in the bio. Don't send us no DMs. You can't DM me on Twitter, and I ain't reading your DMs on Instagram, so. So you forget already it. Know where to go. Automation. We should call this episode "Link in Bio." Link in Bio. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I t- I tweeted earlier. I- I'm like, I almost want to put in my bio. Don't ask me for shit. Link below. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't know if you saw this one, but Charles had somebody hit him in the DMs asking about how to where they can find the link to the options courses. How do you oh, set up yeah. the options course? All Charles said was link in bio. Oh, and they called you like rude or or something. Unprofessional. People be crazy, man. People be real life crazy. I had somebody DM me earlier and it was like, hey, I uh, I ain't paying for a call, but I had a question. No, you don't. Did they actually say that? They're not paying? Did they actually say that? Blocked. 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 Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) We went to play some games. Man, saying I'm not gonna pay you, but I'm gonna, I want you to answer a question. Yeah, no, you ain't about to quick question me to death, bro. Only person that is my mama, and I got her whole her whole contact is on Do Not Disturb. Like, mm-mm. Nope. okay, I know I paid for my call. Um, Listen, and I'm I'm gonna call you at twelve o'clock promptly. Okay. Right, 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 right. So wrapping it up. Definitely follow Irene on. Instagram at Credit Queen Irene. Follow her on uh, Twitter at Irezy Peasy. Irezy I want to change my name to Credit Queen Irene on Twitter, but it's too long. Mm. Mm. Yeah. She definitely can show you how to start a business and run a business. Even if you think you know it all, she knows some stuff. Even just from listening to this, she was like, you got to go through my voicemail. You got to go through my extension. So a lot of gems in here that weren't really phrased as gems. It was just her being her and talking about how she structured her business. So dope episode. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me, Raphael, at Work Money Life. Follow Charles at Todd Billion. Follow us on Instagram. It is still at Todd Billion, right? It is, it is. <laughs> okay. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast, at Todd.Capital, at Partner with Millie, and at Bless a black man, you know, get all the products, the stock options training course and the vending machine business course and all the other courses at talkcapital.co. Tweet Talk episode 42. We are out. It's lit. We'll start saying it's lit at the end too. It's lit.
Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag. You know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm going to give you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And so this is the week of April the 13th, 2020. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.